I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night, and as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. This week, you guys, episode 37, we're going back to the Nintendo 64. My buddy Mark McHugh is in the house, and we are talking one of the most overlooked, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, games. Not only on the Nintendo 64, but maybe Nintendo's history, and that's the original Paper Mario. Uh, for anyone, it's 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 not an official sequel, I don't believe, but it's as close as we've gotten to a sequel to Super Mario RPG from the Super Nintendo, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, Paper Mario is is fucking incredible, man. It's got all the polish and all the love put into it of Super Mario RPG, but it's just a completely different game. Uh, I can't imagine if you're listening to this that you don't know what I'm talking about, but just the art style of it, the creativity that goes into the battle, the combat, the, the clever writing that has become an absolute staple of like the Mario and Luigi series on the portable systems, uh, found its way into Paper Mario. This game is, and, and 
this game paved the way the way for Thousand Year Door, which is one of my favorite games of all time. But so is Paper Mario. This game is fucking great. I haven't played this in a long time. Uh, I had a really good time reviewing it with Mark because it just brought back a lot of great memories. Uh, just the clever. It's just a really clever, witty game. Um, if Nintendo ever gets around to making a Nintendo 64 classic, uh, this is the primary reason that I want to see it done. You know, is this this game and Mario Kart 64. And the wrestling games that I know aren't going to get put on it, but hopefully you can hack it. And, uh, this game is rad, and it's not available on anything anymore. I mean, it was on the Wii uh, Virtual Console. I'm not sure if it was on the Wii U Virtual Console or not. Probably not, because the Wii U one wasn't that good. And now, as we all know, and as I rant about later in this episode, uh, fucking Nintendo is just sitting on a back catalog of incredible games and not giving us access to them. And it pisses me off because I want to play Paper Mario again. And if you haven't played it, find a way because it's really, really good, you guys. This is absolutely one of the best titles on the Nintendo 64. Uh, Okay, quickly, I'll get my plugs and stuff out of the way. And then I'll just shut up and get to chatting with Mark. As you guys may or may not know, we have a website now. It's rememberthegamepodcast.com. All of our upcoming episodes, all of our episodes go there. Some blogs and stuff go there. Check it out. There's an email list and stuff, I guess, if you want to see that stuff too. Uh, We're also on Twitter and Instagram at memberthegame. Just like Remember the Game, but without the RE at the front, we follow everybody that follows us back. I love interacting on there. I post, uh, you know, all our episodes and hints and just talk about gaming and stuff on there. So throw us follows on the old social media device. And it's uh, really all I have to plug. Um, sorry, this is going to be a pretty quick intro. I've got a really, really busy day ahead of me, so I'm trying to get this thing done fast. Um, as far as what I've been playing this week, uh, hasn't been very much. Tetris 99 on the Switch. Uh, Nintendo ran kind of like a tournament for it over the weekend um, where they were giving away $10 eShop gift cards to the top players of Tetris 99. So I played a ton of that just because I fucking love Tetris. Uh, and I've been dipping into Kirby's Adventures a little bit more on the NES. But I'm kind of looking for something new to play right now. I'm waiting for Yoshi's Crafted World at the end of March. Um, as you probably, if you, I guess if you've never listened to this, you don't know this. Uh, I'm a I'm a one console guy now. All I have is a Switch and then my portal or my you know, my classic consoles and some of the old retro ones. I've been flip-flopping on picking up a PlayStation Classic, even though I know it sucks, just to kind of hack it and play with it. So, I don't know. I'm looking for advice, opinions. If you listen to this, if there's a classic console I should be playing or something on the Switch that I haven't played yet that I should be playing, please message me and tell me. I need something new to play. I feel lonely and weird not having a new... You know how I feel when you finish a game and you have nothing to play and you're just kind of sitting there trying to wonder what you're going to do with your, you know, what to do with your life? Now, that's kind of how I feel right now with video games and life as a whole. <sighs> All right, that's enough. I'll shut up. This is maybe the fastest intro I've ever done, but like I said, I just, uh, I'm doing this on Tuesday and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this thing uh, uh, converting into files and get the fuck out of here because I got to go and do a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, guys, I'll shut up. I'll get to the chat this time, this week, my episode. Uh, I'll get, I'll shut up and get to the chat on this week's episode with my buddy Mark. Cue the music. Mark is one of the best guests I have on this show. I love talking games with them. You guys are going to love it too. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the trip down memory lane as we talk Paper Mario for the Nintendo 64. Check it out, guys. Here we go. Hey, buddy. 
Uh, first of all, uh, return to the podcast, fellow comedian, fellow geek, my pal Mark McHugh. How's it going, buddy? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. And I know I say that almost every episode, but I really this, am. It's one, of, it's one of my favorite games. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, just for the record, uh, and maybe I'll have mentioned this in the intro, uh, I, like, when was the last time you played Paper Mario? About a year and a half ago. Okay. I usually play it every year. I'm a little overdue this year. Okay. Then I'm counting on you because I have not played this game in, God, it's got to be 15 years. Oh, really? And so it's like, yeah, I did some homework. I looked back. I was like, all right, we're good. If any of you nerds oh. listen to this, like, I can't believe they forgot to mention blah, 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 which I don't think will happen because Mark's got my back because Mark <laughs> plays it every year. Shut up. That's not what this podcast is about. And you know that by now. <laughs> this is all about memories. Uh... Dude, this game, it like, I'm trying to think of the word I want. I don't think necessarily this game is underrated. I do think it's overlooked. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. When you talk about the great Mario games, everyone thinks of Mario. Like, I know that you in the past have always said you're not a fan of Mario 64. Oh, no, I'm not. But to me, this is the great Mario game on the N64. Oh, totally. Dude. And, it, like, and this came out near the end of the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, uh, like, did you own it growing up then? I did, yeah. Okay. Because like, I, I, I didn't get it till it came out on the Wii Virtual Console. That was the first time I played it. Oh, really? Yeah, I never... Because by the time it came out for the 64, I had moved on to my PlayStation. And, oh, that's fair, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, dude, this game is like... This game... This it's this game is an absolute masterpiece. Like, I don't even it's, know where to start. I like... Like, doing my homework for this, I love this game so much. There's... I was talking about it with somebody a few days ago, and the thing that I appreciate so much about this game is in every other Mario game that's ever been made it's like a bunch of like cool platform challenges Mm -hmm. like you go through the mushroom kingdom and you jump on some goombas this is the first game i think where the mushroom kingdom feels like a place where people live yeah totally it does you're right yeah that's one of the things i had put down like the main hub like what's it Mm -hmm. called toad Toad town Town. yeah uh really does feel like a like a town like where you could see like oh yeah toads live here and stuff like that you know and then there's the path to the castle like even in mario 64 like you show up at the castle and it's just kind of like there without any context yeah it's just in the middle of like a field of hills Yeah, yeah yeah um yeah, it's it's like this does feel like a real like a, a real universe, you know. And uh, like I don't, I don't even I don't know where to start with this. Like uh, more, like go what you... more than any, and more than any other Mario game. This one like it te- the plot of this game is the same as every other Mario game. Yep. Bowser kidnaps the princess, but the way they tell this story is to like for my money, it's the definitive version of this story. Sure, they've never done this story better. Even like Thousand Year Door was came a few years later, yeah, and it told a very different story, and it told that story very well. But mm-hmm. this is the best version of the Bowser kidnaps Peach, yeah, yeah, hijinks and Sue. I agree with story. that because this game, like, so this is, I, I mean, it's, I don't believe it is technically a sequel to Super Mario RPG, but it in, was, like it, when it started in a way development, it, it was right, and in, in a way it is because it's the next Mario RPG after mm-hmm. Super Mario, and like a Super Mario RPG. Uh, which if you haven't listened to, go back in the archives, check it out. I don't remember what episode it is. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, is is possibly my favorite RPG of all time, except maybe Earthbound. Like I adore. It's a solid. It's a solid game. Right. And the this like to me playing it, I was like, this is Super Mario RPG, just different. Like you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. you got to go after seven stars. Uh, like the writing in it is uh is immaculate, and that's one of the things that the Paper Mario games. Because I would argue that Paper Mario, uh, once it got to the Wii one. 
uh, Super Paper Mario, I mm-hmm. think it was called, kind of lost its way a little bit. Like they weren't quite as I didn't find them as entertaining. I, um, I liked the Super Paper Mario for what it did, but it was a very different game. It was this game, and then Thousand Year, uh, Thousand Year Door. Thousand Year Door. Those are are, the... uh, are masterpieces, and the writing in them is is beyond. And then they, uh, then they went with like Paper Mario sticker, sticker Star, and they kept kind of watering down the series after right, that. Right, right, right. Um, like, have you played any of the Mario and Luigi games? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel the same way about those as I do about this as far as the writing goes. Like, they're they're clever, they're funny, they're entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, it's you can only play Final Fantasy so many times where there's like yeah. it's dragons and airships and blah, 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 blah. This was, this is so, it's so childish, but so hilarious at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like playing a, it's almost like playing a cartoon. Well, yeah, no, it's, and there's so many like interesting characters. Like you'll come across Colorado, who's like a dude who's exploring, who's always getting himself into trouble and you yeah. have to go save him. Yeah. Or the, wow, were they called? the Cooper bros? The Cooper bro. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> I love them so much. They were like the second boss or something like that. Yeah. They, you have to like, yeah. And, um, Oh, what the fuck is his name? The little guy in the egg. Oh, uh, Egbert. Yeah, yeah, the little guy that keeps popping up, like the little, he's like a little Koopa Troopa. I think he? his name's Egbert. And he's just like, a, and he just keeps getting himself in these situations, and then he gets a new power and tries to like, and by the end of the game, he's got like 10 powers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's, uh, it's not just a generic RPG, like it's really fun to just like, you actually want to read everything everybody has to, like, I'm bad for in a lot of RPGs, just like tap, 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 mm-hmm. like get through the dialogue, I just want to play the game. This one, like I want to talk to everybody, I want to see what everybody has to say, you, it's so exactly. engrossing. Everybody has something because all of the characters have something interesting to say. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Like they maybe have like a little bit of story for you, or they have like a hint on a side quest. Or yeah. Like you go and you talk to like somebody in the kitchen and they're looking for specific ingredients to make a cake or something. That's right. Yeah. Like it's not boring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's uh nothing about this game is boring. Like like so my favorite thing about this and like I know Thousand Year Door better than I know this game because I've played it mm-hmm. more times, but I love them both. Uh my favorite thing about these games is the combat. Absolutely. Uh and and it's like it's the same thing. It, it like so many RPGs you play and you just like Oh, Every, turn-based uh, combat, you know. It's Unless it's a fight or a hard battle, it's just tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. Like, you can almost do it on autopilot. Like, I can read on my phone while I'm fighting somebody. Yeah. Like, just tapping A, you know what I mean? And these games, like, Super... Or, not Super Paper Mario. Um, Super Mario RPG kind of started it with, like, the timed hits mm-hmm. and things like that. But this game really took it to another level with the combat. And how, like, every attack had, like, some little thing you had to do. It wasn't just tap the A button twice, right? It was, like, t- it was like tap it in time and you can block or you can get an extra hit. Yeah, or... yeah. And you have all the sidekicks and they all have all these funky little attacks and stuff like sidekicks. that too. Who was your favorite sidekick? Uh, probably um, the fish. The fish? Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't played in a long time, but yeah, probably the because I just like Magikarp is my favorite Pokemon. (laughs) I have I have such a thing for fucking stupid fish in video games. Well, and she's so useful in like that uh, that volcano island. Yeah, that's right. Because every like because she can squirt water. She squirts water. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I love Paracarry. Mm -hmm. I also love like the ghost Bo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could turn you. Mm -hmm. He or she. Uh, they even she. say she yeah she could turn you invisible yeah right like ah let's see that's one of the things i love too is like i love the sidekick mechanic as opposed to having like a party of five that are just five characters that it's each sidekick do... has a unique ability yeah and like and it's cool because like they have an ability that works in the overworld but then they also like those exact same abilities in a way like transition in this show is sponsored by better help 
Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. To the battles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which kind of keeps you from like getting pulled out of one world and into another every time you go into a battle. It mm-hmm. feels very... Um, it's cohesive, yes. That's the word. I was like, I know it's a big C word and I can't think of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like every... Like each... It doesn't feel like you're getting pulled out of a world and into another one. You're just getting pulled into a battle, you know? And and I love the fact that like there are certain villains um, like, a, like a paratrooper where you have to jump on them to knock them down. Then you can hit them with your hammer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the spiked guys... You can't jump on them. You have to hit them from the side, you know? Yeah. I I also love, like, each boss fight in this game has its own unique identity. Like, best example I can think of is Tubba Blubba. It's you you get to this, like, kind <laughs> of Spanish hillside, and it's a town full of ghosts, and there's these, like, rumors about this monster that eats ghosts. And there's never been, like, for my money, I can't think of another Mario game that does story as well as this one. No. Because you show up and you're like, oh, well, I guess we've got to go investigate this monster that's eating ghosts. Right. And then you get, like, you wake the thing up and it chases you through its castle and you find yourself in the bottom of a well and you have to fight its heart and you realize that, like, oh, its weak spot was its heart all along. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you beat the boss. It sounds like a Christmas movie or something. But you're right. But you're right. (laughs) You beat the boss, and it turns out he's a massive baby, just a huge coward. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're right. It's absolutely like, I mean, Mario's my favorite franchise of all time. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, particularly the platformers. Um, But they are not exactly renowned for their storytelling. No. They're about save a princess, run from left to right. Exactly. Uh, this There's game, a star up there. Find a way to get it. Right. This game, like, it, like this could have been like, this could have been a movie. You know what I mean? Like the like the storytelling mm-hmm. in it is so good. The writing is so oh, good. Oh, absolutely. Yes. The characters are so memorable. Bowser is awesome in this. I love how you keep cutting to Peach. Oh yeah. So that's the thing too. Is it's like a book, right? Yeah. And you finish a chapter, and then at the end of each chapter, it goes to Peach, 
who's in Browser's castle. With like the little uh, mm. Tink. Wait, what was it? Twink. Yeah, the little sun. Yeah, thing. yeah. The little uh, the like the little star, the junior star That's in training. It. Yeah, yeah. And she would like you'd have to do these like little things where she would kind of figure out where to go next or what to do, and you had to do things like reading Bowser's diary. Yeah, and stuff like that. And just like, like you realize that also like Bowser's <clears throat> just a big friggin baby as well he, he is yeah yeah uh i don't mean to keep going back to it but like so my favorite thing about super paper or about fuck mario rpg but mario rpg is uh is is uh, like bowser's my favorite favorite character and he mm-hmm. became my favorite character from that game because i love the way he looked in that game he was a tank and he could be a and he could be a party member and yeah he, you got to play as him and i thought he was hilarious like because he would like there are aspects where he would be like crying Mm-hmm. And then he would turn around and see like Mario and them and just be like, rah, 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 and, like pretend that he's like <laughs> fine and tough, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and and that began like this this character of Bowser, which this game carries on perfectly. Where yeah, at the end of the day, you see that like he's just a big baby. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's just he's he's not this big mean has nothing to say villain. He's just a big crybaby at the end of the day. I love it. I love it. Like it's the series does Bowser so much justice. And I like how you did like. Most Mario games, Bowser kidnaps Peach, and that's the last we see of her until the end. Right. Like, even Mario Odyssey, which I think is an amazing game, it's very much just that. Yeah, yeah. Bowser kidnaps Peach, you see her maybe, like, once in the middle, and then right at the end. Yeah, that's right. Uh, They're not even boring to play. Like, I thought they might be kind of boring to play as Peach, you know, those little Mm -hmm. things. But the writing is so good that they make them entertaining enough. Yeah, and, like, you have to do that thing where you, like... There, you find that like shy guy in the kitchen, and you have to bake him a cake. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to do it exactly, and you have to like time the that, like yeah, like thirty seconds or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, oh, I forgot all about that. Without a timer, yeah, that's hilarious. Well, I guess that was the days before iPhones when everybody had a little stopwatch in their pocket mm-hmm. and everything like that. But yeah, it was just there's no downtime in this game. Like it's always entertaining, you know, just running around. The world's so colorful. I love. I can't think of a game before this. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't think of a game before this where they did such a great job of making it come up, like building this unique world. Like it'd be like a world built of Lego or something like that. Like this mm-hmm. is everything's built of paper and it's so obvious that everything is built of paper and the way that things fall over and like buildings unfold and things like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they, uh, it may seem commonplace now with like all the different Lego games and, and <sighs> you know, there's like that Yoshi game coming up and like Wooly World and all these things. But this was one of the first ones where they really went out of their way to have a unique art design to it, you know? Like they crafted, like they made a world made of paper and they didn't shy away from being like, this is a world made of paper. In fact, we're going to call it Paper Mario. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder why they did that. Like I wonder why they came up with, like, I wonder why they didn't just make it another Mario game, like, where they well, were like, the, let's like, just make it completely out of paper. The original idea was they were going to make it, like, a new what Mario RPG game. Mm-hmm. And they were developing that, and they didn't know how to get it, like, because I think it was, was it Capcom that did the original Mario RPG? A Square. Square Enix, yeah. yeah. So they, like, had, like, problems with the licensing there. Yeah. So they had to call it something new. And one of the designers that was working on this game, just, like, in his free time, made this, like, paper diorama thing with Mario. Huh. And like Luigi and Yoshi, and they're like, "Oh, this aesthetic, we want to do that." We'll oh, make wow! The whole game that I didn't know that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the way that like, it, like it just never the novelty of it never goes away to me. That every time you turn him around, like he's completely paper thin. Like he really is just made of paper, you mm-hmm. know. And I can't remember if they did it in this one. I remember in Thousand Year Door, you could do Thousand things Year... like turn him into a paper airplane. Yeah, they and didn't things. do it for so much in the first one, but in the second one, yeah, they really played on the paper aesthetic. I love it, man. I love that design choice. I just think it it looks beautiful. It's clever. Um, Thing I loved a lot about this game. 
is well the music i think that the music is like that's one of the most underrated it's very charming it's a very no it's incredible and it pulls you in and it it just makes you feel like it's just one of those games you're playing and you just feel happy when you're playing it yeah yeah it just has that paul it's got that nintendo Mm -hmm. polish i know i'm a unbiased nintendo fanboy but it has that polish to it but it also has like a chat like it has a challenge level to it like you have to yeah you absolutely have to make sure that your character is balanced throughout you can't just like every time you level up you have an option of getting like hearts or flat fire uh firepower or more badge power right which is another thing i love about the game the whole badge system Mm -hmm. you can like equip different badges and they do different things for you i think that's amazing yeah the badge thing is uh like that's another thing that kind of seems commonplace now Mm -hmm. where you like as you as you acquire these like different badges require so many like 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 notches or like mm-hmm. in this case badge points or whatever um and and you acquire them throughout and you have to come up with different combinations and stuff but like that was pretty new man yeah. when that game came out that was it was like it's i mean i guess it's like a very basic version of like materia maybe mm-hmm. from like final fantasy 7 where you have so yeah. many slots and you can play with different combinations yeah it was very yeah it's very similar to that from final fantasy 7 but it gave it another reason to explore too because you're always like Man, finding some of those badges was badass. Well, and finding some of those badges and then realizing you don't have enough badge power for them. Right. And you had to wait until the next time you had badge power. It gave you a reason to play. Like, everything about this game gives you a reason to continue playing it. Mm -hmm. I've never gotten bored in the middle of this game and stopped playing, not even once. No, and that, dude, that's one of the notes I made on this game is, like, I, I admittedly, as much as I love RPGs and, like, JRPGs... Um, there are definitely games that I'll go back and play, and I'll be like, like, Final Fantasy three. I love that game, mm-hmm. but there are times that I've been playing it where I'm like, I know what happens after this. You, you get bored of it. You mm-hmm. tap out, you know, and, like, and exploring, like, and that's one of the biggest notes I wrote, all capital letters, uh, no random encounters yeah is a fucking godsend i can't believe that that's still not the standard for every rpg right like that ruins some game like uh like final fantasy 2 and 3 or 4 6 whatever or i love both of those games Mm -hmm. but uh admittedly i hit a point where i stop exploring so much because i'm like i don't want to run into more i don't want to go back to areas and run into fucking well you run into like boring an enemy on average like every 10 steps or so yeah you're gonna be like i'm not gonna go there then right and almost it's just hard like it's just tedious to get through yeah it is and that's what it is is like especially when you know there's no chance of dying Mm -hmm. but you can't get enough experience points out of them to really make it worthwhile so it's just you hitting run over and over. yeah yeah And, and like even with and as much as i love the series even pokemon did it sure and they did it they they're moving they moved away with it with their uh with Eevee and Pikachu. Eevee and Pikachu yeah. remakes, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, when, when I talk about the Super Nintendo, like Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger, uh, and I had some critical opinions on that game, but I love the no random encounters, and I feel the exact same way about this game. Like, I can see a villain coming, and if I don't want to fight him, either because I'm scared of him or because he's not worth my time anymore, mm-hmm. it's very easy to just, most of the time, it's pretty easy to just avoid them, you know? Because another thing that, that this game does is it scales the experience yeah right like if you you can't you like you can't go back and just grind that first level yeah over and over again until you've maxed your character out right because it hits a point where you don't get any experience yeah right which i thought which i I, that's that's perfect like i you're right like and this game is i don't i haven't looked up the date yet i won't look it up till i actually go to post this but this game has to be 20 years old Mm -hmm. you know it's it's has to be and like how the fuck is that not just the way every rpg works in today's society 
you know? Yeah, like, like there's still RPGs that will give you random encounters, y- and there's still fra- like even Octopath Traveler. That's which what I was I, just gonna yeah, say. Which we both had a lot of fun with, still doing the random encounter thing. And it hits a point where it like I'll turn it off after a while because I'm just like. I don't like. I'm just trying to get from A to B, and I don't feel like fighting these guys. That I can and you don't feel like exploring, and that's such a huge part, right? Right. Of gameplay, and, and that's where yeah, games like this game. Like, I, I mean, I could sink another fifteen or twenty hours into this game. Just like, not only are you exploring, and, and you don't have to worry about random encounters. You're looking for badges and things like that. But like, it's it's everything you find is funny or entertaining. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's no. It's never monotonous. You're always it's always something entertaining that you can find, you know? And because of like it shows you how much you have to go until your next level up. Yeah. It shows you like it's every 100, every 100. star bits. Yeah. So and because because of those badges that you always want to equip because you always want more health because you always want more firepower, mm-hmm. you're always you always want to get in those fights. Right. There's never been a mo like it rarely happens in Paper Mario where you get into a fight and you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, between the, the like I say, no random encounters, all the grind, all that all kind of stuff. And then and then you throw in, like we had already talked about, like the different combat mechanics and how they switch it up. It's not just a matter of like A for attack, A for attack, mm-hmm. A for attack. And then all your different sidekicks and, like, and, and playing with their abilities and how their abilities affect different bad guys and things like that, you know? And the star power thing was cool. Oh yeah, because you could yeah, because you could summon the stars once yeah. you save them. Once you, can you summon save them, them, and they do certain things for you, That's like right. they heal you, or they give you more firepower. Or there was that one. I think it was the second guy who like will just rain stars on every enemy yeah. and it does like seven epi- seven damage to everybody. Yeah, that's perfect. I forgot about those guys. And the the way you just said that, how they do like seven damage. I love that it's not like thousands and hundreds of thousands of hit points. Yeah. It's like it's like you do like a huge amount of damage is like 12. Yeah. You know, like it's and it does it and like and I think that to someone that had never played this game, you would look at that and be like this is like rpgs for babies mm-hmm. but it's not you know what i mean like it's just it's, it's just like if you look at like most rpgs like the numbers are arbitrary totally it could they could easily have been like if you have like a boss that has like two thousand hit points you could easily make that one with 200 yeah and have your damage do like one tenth the amount yeah and it, it just is uh it's a curious decision to me and i wonder why more like i wonder why they did that and why mm-hmm. more don't i guess maybe it was just for the simplicity's sake of it. Because it does, like, it is simple, but, it, like, the game is not simple. It's just there's no reason to add all these extra zeros and stuff on mm-hmm. there for absolutely no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess maybe the theory is, like, it's more, it's super satisfying to do, like, a thousand damage to something. I guess so. Because that if is. if it's, like, a hundred thousand uh, damage to kill it. Yeah. Because I guess that's true. It is. But, like, but the thing is, is you play this for a little while, and then you do, like, seven or eight damage, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just did eight damage, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I, I do feel like that's better. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, more games should do that. More games should take hints from this game and make your combat fun and get rid of random encounters and just use low numbers that are just easy to keep track of. <laughs> just do all of those fucking things. Dude, when people talk about the greatest RPGs of all time, nobody, I can't imagine, at least 99% of people don't bring up Paper Mario. I feel, And I feel like they should. because They really is, should. It is one of the best RPGs ever made. It's... And like it's it, and I felt that, and I know I keep bringing it up, but I felt the same way about Mario RPG. They found a way to take Mario and that charming world and the plat almost like 
at times the combat almost feels it's i know it's not platforming Mm -hmm. but it has those platforming aspects like i said jumping on a guy that's flying and now you can hit him with your hammer while he's on the ground yeah you know or like like simple puzzle solving like that right or like koopa troopa i can't remember i can't remember all the sidekicks names it's been so long since i played it but like you can kick the koopa troopa right and then any bad guy that's on the floor gets hit like a line yeah but if they're flying then he'll miss them yeah, which you know, is why I really like Paracarry because he can knock out, like he can hit anything on right, the screen. Right, And so like, and I know that that happens in like other games, like in Final Fantasy, you can float and stuff like that, but not to the level that it does in this game. Mm-hmm. Like that's just classic Mario, you know? Like you said, it, when you go into the into the volcano, guys spit fire at you, but you could spray them with water from yeah. the from the cheap cheap. From, su- from sushi, from yeah. From sushi, yeah. And now, now they don't have their fire anymore. Like that's just got that, mm-hmm. that's that Mario and that Nintendo charm. And put it to a each really... one of and each one of your sidekick characters, it has its own like unique. Except for Goomba, he can fuck himself. But, yeah, yeah, he's useless. But oh, wait, what? I can't even remember the first character, the first sidekick's name. Goombario, I think he's the one that is. can like he can like tell you things about. The yeah, villains, he tell right? and it's like at the middle of the game, you're like you're useless to me. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone, and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do, and you lose your work, a backup is waiting for you. And it's not a backup from yesterday, it's a backup from the last 15 minutes. Come on now, that's... It's pretty sweet. And not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work, they can back up unlimited versions of your work. So it's like a rewind button. Realize you screwed something up an hour ago? Just rewind an hour, go find an old version of it, and you're just like that. You're done. You're back to the races. It's awesome. Time is money. Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Yeah, and that's an, oh yeah, that's another thing I I, I love is uh, I love that all the uh, like all the sidekicks are all villains, like they're not in this game, but they're, they're all but bad they're, guy characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not like because they could have, and I mean maybe some people would argue that they should have, I guess, but like they could have made the sidekicks like like Luigi and mm-hmm. Toads and Yoshi, and you know what I mean? Like like Mario's actual mm-hmm. allies, but instead you can recruit like goombas and koopa troopas and and bombs and things yeah. like that and they're your helpers you know i think you know, that's really I've cool never even, i've never i've never thought of that i think that's really neat you know and like you've got like a watt character that yeah is like that it's like those electrical things that would fly around from super mario Bowser's world castle. that would yeah. hug edges yeah yeah that's a really cool little touch too you know that's just one more thing where they could have done the easy thing and instead mm-hmm. they they changed it up you know they changed it up and again they made it feel like a real world that you live in because it's now like you almost add like a whole like 
racial element to it where suddenly like it's like oh no 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 not all goombas are bad or yeah something. yeah it totally and does suddenly yeah. like <laughs> mario is not just this big goomba racist that's going on like, yeah i'm gonna I, stomp on the first goomba i see and then the next time you go to play it makes you wonder like i don't want to jump on these guys that might have been maybe that might <laughs> that be my been buddies Goombario. um it's almost uh, it's almost Metroidvania. Like I hate, I know that this term is completely overused today. Metroid, the Metroidvania, yeah. but it has hints of it to it. You like, know, there's like, certain areas you can't go until you unlock certain abilities. Right. Yeah. And like, and that's one of the things I really adore about these games is like by the end of the game, like when you're ready to go finish the game, it's like I just want to explore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like now I can get anywhere. You know, because I hate when you find something and you're like. Fuck, I can see like there's cracks in the wall right there. Mm-hmm. Like clear as day, there's a way to fucking get through those, but I don't know, I don't know what it is yet. And yeah, then you unlock have, it. And then you unlock it and you're like, oh right, that thing from earlier. Right. And I adore that about any type of these games, not just these games, any kind of Metroid, Metroidvania, whatever you want to call them. I love going back and just being like, all right, now I gotta clean all these areas up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's something very satisfying about that to me. And it's it's been done a million times. But uh, I, I never get sick of it. And for the fact that not only does it, is it done in this game, but it's done in a way where it's it's not you're not unlocking Mario powers, you're unlocking sidekicks that can also use those powers to battle in different ways. And you never know how a guy's attack is going to affect an enemy and stuff like that. And each that. one of those sidekicks has its own unique story. Yeah. So it's like not only are you like being like, yeah, I got that thing. You're like, oh, now I have this character who's part of the story. Yeah. Man, what a fucking... It's so funny when I was doing my homework and just looking at it. I'm like, at a glance, if you never played this game, it looks what a so, weird game. Yeah, it looks weird, and it looks like like one of it's not even necessarily a knock, but one of the things with Nintendo now is like some of their games are so easy. Like the Yoshi game that's about to come out, Yoshi's Crafted World. It's gonna be easy. It looks so easy. It's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be easy. Sure, and like and Kirby games are like almost like almost frustratingly and it didn't easy. always used to be like that no like it those, didn't like the original kirby games for the nes i remember those are pretty tough i'm replaying that right now on my switch oh, really? the original kirby's adventure and yeah it's got some bite to it you know mm. um and i think that i think that some people would look at this game if you've never played it and think that that's what this is you're like oh so his stats are at the top of the screen and his hit points are out of 20 Mm-hmm. And then he has like 10 flower points and it's like, and that's all the stat, you know, and then, and then you have coins and then your star bits or whatever to level mm-hmm. up, but that's it. And you're looking at it. And you're like, so the sidekick doesn't even have his own like hit points and flower points. No, and but stuff you can like that. upgrade the sidekicks, which I thought was cool. Right. Like it's much deeper than it appears at a glance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone could watch a battle and be like, you're doing five damage. Your hits are 20 and you've got uh, like three moves. Mm-hmm. And it's and it might seem so simple and basic. It, there's so much to it. It just and I don't know how Nintendo manages to do all that and still keep it looking like something that anyone could just pick up and play. I also feel like they did the final boss extremely right. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. Remember. I mean, I assume it's Bowser, but I yeah, don't it's, remember it's, it. It's Bowser, and you have to fight him. He has the star rod that makes him invincible. Right. You have like the seven stars that will make him uninvincible. Right. And basically, you have to fight him while he's in this super powered state. And every time he uses the star rod on him, you have to use a new move that like negates it. Oh, and cool. And then while that's happening, there's like a side fight between Peach and like the and the witch. 
oh rad i don't remember this and like you have to fight with tink because like the whole idea or twink and the whole idea is like well you're fighting bowser and he's like invincible and he got this star rod off to the other side there's this like little star character that you've been following throughout the whole game and he's kind of like he's getting more powerful as this fight keeps going so he like as soon as they beat the like peach and this twink character beat the witch twink then helps you fight bowser because he's just that little extra that you needed to push you over the top that's so rad you know i just finished playing final fantasy 6 like a month ago and uh as fun as it is you get to the end and it's like you have 12 guys you have your whole team Mm -hmm. you put them into parties and you just keep hammering away at this really strong guy until he dies yeah and it's all you know and i'm not shitting on final fantasy 6 it's a great game it's a great game but that's all you know what i mean it's the same as most rpgs the final boss just has a billion hit points and you just pound away pound away pound away until he dies to add all that stuff in like there's that's so so rad there's so much story element to the end of this game and then uh, maybe this was thousand year door is this the one where you're like fighting in front of an audience too like a play no that was that was, thousand thousand year, year that was okay. the thing they added for thousand Year. i love that mechanic cool. too where you could get like the applause and stuff mm-hmm. like that to get more points all right i didn't mean to derail oh no game. not at all we'll we do need to come back and talk uh, to that about that game eventually. oh god i want to play these two games so bad this is honestly like paper mario is in the probably the the five top reasons i do want a nintendo 64 classic because if they do release one someday, mm-hmm. this game, no doubt, is on it. It has to be. It's, it's a no-brainer, right? It's Nintendo owns it. it has been. I don't think, the, other than the virtual console, this game has never been re-released anywhere. It's not available on anything. Uh, I mean, like, on the Wii U, you can get it on, like, the virtual console. Yeah. And, like... Um, you know, but, like, a lot of those... Mar- like, I mean, Mario 64 was remade for the 3DS or the DS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were remade. Like, when you, most... Not most, but, like, Perfect Dark is available on the Xbox. Like, so many of those big nintendo 64 games are available at least somewhere else i kind of think it's a little tragic though that thousand year door was never released anywhere outside the game me too Um, i think that i think that one of the things i would love to see is maybe like a paper mario trilogy on the switch yeah give it like paper mario like uh, thousand year door and super paper mario yeah totally like something like that i would be like if they were like yeah 80 bucks yeah paper mario trilogy i'd be like oh yeah that's that's worth it. Like, I probably am never going to play that third one again. Yeah, no. Because it was weird. It was fun, but it was really weird and opposite. Like, I found like, it I found it boring at times. A little know, bit. Compared like, to there the was other a two. part where you have to, like, spend 30 minutes on, like, a treadmill or something. Mm-hmm. Which was like, oh, that was not fun. But, like, if they released, like, a Paper Mario trilogy, I'd be, like, for, like, 80 bucks, I'd be like... That's 40 bucks a game for me. Totally. Yeah. That's uh, no, that's no question. Not to go on a side tangent, but like to me, the GameCube is like probably my three favorite consoles of all time. Oh, easy. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, well, it's the Super Nintendo, the Switch, the Xbox 360, and the GameCube. Maybe three of those four are my favorite systems ever. Because it was the last like, because it was like right before the Wii, which I didn't... Everybody loved the Wii. I didn't love the Wii. No, the Wii, the Wii, outside of the, I don't care what anyone on here says, and I'll stand by this, outside of Virtual Boy, the Wii is the worst home console Nintendo made. I'll stand by that. I I just don't enjoy it. I wouldn't argue too hard against that, just like I feel like... There were some great games on it. It got those. It had those Galaxy games. Those two Galaxy games are. I would pay a hundred dollars 
to have those two Galaxy games on my Switch. $100. And also the thing that the Wii did do very right at the time was it was the first Nintendo console that had that let you buy like Nintendo and Yeah, Super the, vir- Nintendo the virtual games. console was rad. But the yeah. Wii is the Wii is not a great system. The GameCube was. The GameCube, GameCube was yeah. phenomenal. And when I think back to the GameCube, outside of the incredible array of sports games on it, and when I and I don't mean real sports games, I mean Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, uh uh mario golf like all those types of games outside of those i think of resident evil 4 and i think of thousand year door and thousand year door waker as well for sure and wind waker sure but even wind waker has become available again Mm -hmm. you know um and when i think of thousand year door like i like thousand year door is is i i cannot express how much i love that game it's the majora's mask of the series sure because they took like they got the like Bowser kidnaps the princess stuff out of the way, so they told a weirder story. A weird story, sure. Uh, but it was playing that game and loving it so much that like as soon as Paper Mario popped up on the Wii Virtual Console, I was like, oh fuck, I have to, I gotta you see where gotta, this started. You have to play the and, original, and I played through and was like, this is as good as Thousand Year Door. Like they're both, and I really like some of the Mario and Luigi games on the on the Ga- Game Boy Advance and the 3DS, and I love, like I said, Mario RPG. But these two Paper Mario games are just perfect. Like they're just they did so many unique, weird things, but they did them all. Like, there's not one aspect of this game I don't enjoy. Not one thing. No, it has, like, a weird, like, it at times has, like, a dark sense of humor. It's, it's like, it, it tells a great story. It has an amazing, like, it has an amazing, like, combat system. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything about it. I, I love yeah. it. Um, well, uh, that's, oh, boy. I, I gotta, you, ha- you still have your Nintendo 64. I do, yeah. And you still have this game with it. I don't have this game with it no? anymore. So, no. Oh, how are you playing it? I I played it on the Wii Virtual Console. Oh. And now, like, I, I've been craving this game for a while. Yeah. But I also, like, I just moved. So right. my Wii is still in a box. And I'm like, well, I've got to unpack that box. And then I would have to. And it's, it wouldn't even take me that long to do. <laughs> I'm just so lazy that I'm just like, no, I, I want them to release it on the Switch now. I get it. Just so I can take a bust. <laughs> <laughs> me too man i fucking i've been very tempted to order like a nintendo 64 uh usb controller and just and just rom and just get a couple of them this is one of those ones that i just i look at it and I, i'm I, like God, i want to play it so bad yeah oh, that'd and, be great and it's like and you know what i'm not just sitting here i'm not sitting here uh justifying playing roms and all that good stuff but like how about nintendo if you give us a way to play your incredible backlog of games or back catalog of games we wouldn't have to go to ROMs. Just you've got the single most iconic back catalog of video games in the history and of the industry. And they're releasing it on such a trickle. Like, I, uh, like, hey, we've got some NES games on the online. And we're like, that'd be great two years ago. Right? Like, it's just, you know what's funny, man? And like, we'll shut up. We'll, we'll score this thing and get out of here in a second. Every, do you remember when the virtual console first came out on the Wii? Everyone was like, what a cool idea. Yeah. And then every week, Nintendo would announce like two or three or four more games. And people were like, come on, this is bullshit. And now we have Nintendo Online with the Switch where we've got about 30 NES games. And that's it out of that entire mm-hmm. incredible back. And we're like, fuck what I wouldn't give to have the virtual console back. Like... I just it just it just frustrates me to no end. Like I know that they they have to be planning something. They there has to be a reason that they didn't do virtual console, but we're two years into the Switch's life and I'm like, I want to see what you're doing. Yeah. I mean I really like the I like the core concept 
of for my uh online like for my for my online because you pay in canada here i think it's 25 bucks a year you pay i think it's 25 or 30 dollars yeah, a year it's, for, it's for online. really cheap and uh, for that you know i do have all the nes games not all of them but i have all these nes games it's up to like 30 or something now uh that i can just play on my switch anywhere i want mm-hmm. and and i can play them online and i have save states and i'm like that's rad but like and thirty dollars is very cheap for online compared to Xbox and Sony. Well, and the cool thing but, is, like, you can play. Like, my brother and I played through Mario three sure. together, and he lives in Calgary. It's great, but like, how about Nintendo? How like I like, and I guarantee you, most people would feel the same way. I would be willing to pay the sixty or seventy dollars that you have. Part of me that you have to pay for Xbox Gold or PS Plus for Nintendo Online, uh, if you just somehow figure out fucking voice chat. And I don't even use voice chat. But how I don't, the fuck I, have you not I don't, voice chat? I don't care about voice chat. I, I just really. like I just don't get how you don't have it. Uh, and just give us Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four games. Just get, like they're fucking, they're right there. Mm-hmm. You, you can just make money off them. Just make more money off of them. GameCube games, I'm happy to pay for. Release GameCube games at twenty dollars a pop again, and I will pay yeah. for tons of them. Oh, dude, I can think of it. Like, yeah, I just so many games it. that I would pay twenty bucks for, like Thousand Year Door. I would like, right? They're like, yeah, twenty bucks for that. I'd be like, oh, well, that's. I don't care how broke I am. I have twenty bucks for Thousand Year Door. You know what frustrates me the most about this conversation is that here's two nerds sitting in a spare bedroom telling nintendo this is why you don't like you guys are fucking up this is why meanwhile they have the hottest selling console on the market and they're worth billions of dollars (laughs) but they could be worth more billions and we're both two comedians worth i don't know a combined 40 dollars 50 bucks yeah but like i just don't get it that's all so i'm not sitting here saying play robs i'm just saying if there's no other i have I'll, i'll tell you okay we'll score this we'll go i know i already said this once um, I'm big on like I don't illegally download movies. I don't. Yeah. I never. I, I I very quickly got out of illegally downloading music. I don't mm. think I'm better than other people to do it. I'm just. I've, I am a big believer in like, hey, if you put in the work and you create a product, I'm happy to pay you in exchange for your product. I also, and I do feel that way. And but that said, that I kind of do like the model of like the Apple Music or me too. Or but but even that, you're not is. stealing anything. They're no. still getting their royalties and stuff, right? That's fine as long but as I there's a do, service, a legal I also service. Feel like performers make most of their money off of live performances. Totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, all all uh, the point is just that like when it comes to video games. In a way, a ROM is no different than downloading a movie illegally, or like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like having said that. If there's no way for me to buy a game from a company, then I have no problem with downloading the ROM and playing. I have none. Because if there is a way for me to buy it from you and give you money to play your game, I totally will. But I want. But where is Thousand Year Door? How exactly. do I buy that? Exactly, they, it's not for sale anyway. Exactly, and you could say like, well, you could go out buy a GameCube and buy a pre-played version of it, and you totally can. But Nintendo gets nothing out of that. Yeah, Nintendo gets nothing out of that. Nothing. And you have to go find like a yeah. Like, if anything, you're gonna I have to fucking pay some shitty reseller at a fucking swap meet for it. Yeah. So anyway. That got, that went off the rails, but <sighs> Paper Mario's a great game. Feels good. <laughs> Paper Mario's a masterpiece. What would you give Paper Mario out of ten, Mark, today? Nine point eight. I literally I was gonna be like nine point eight, nine point nine. The only reason it doesn't get a ten from me is because I won't give anything else a ten. But it is, it is a ten. It loses it's, it loses yeah. point one for not being Super Mario World. It, <laughs> that's its only not point one for not being available to buy anywhere. It's a it's a absolute masterpiece. What a phenomenal game. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, buddy. Good job. Yeah. That's good. Thank, Thank you. you.
And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for coming over. And you guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening and subscribing and sharing and all that good stuff that you do. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's going to be it. I know I'm kind of wrapping this thing up really fast, but I have to go out and do a bunch of stuff, like I mentioned in the intro, if you remember that far ago. Uh, thanks you so much for listening, you guys. Our, our download numbers are staying up there. I, I can't thank you all enough. And uh, that's it. Go play some video games. Enjoy the nice weather. It's finally getting warm outside. And I will be back in seven days with another episode of Remember the Game. Thank you guys so much. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>